Um, when when did you all start? What year? So I grabbed the name of KT Supply in 2013, uh-huh. and that's when I had my first child. I was working for another company, um, and I wasn't 100% sure that I could work full, full time for that company, but I really loved this industry. Mm. And so I just kind of put the name, filed for it, and kind of let it sit there for a little bit, mm. knowing that that was going to be my backup plan if I couldn't work full time in the industry. Well, I didn't want to work full time. The person I was working with uh, ended up offering me a part time job. I took it a few days a week, so I was still able to raise our uh, first kid. And um, that went on for a few years and decided just to take the leap to actually make what is now KT Holden Construction, it used to be KT Supply, an actual thing. Mm-hmm. And that happened in 2018. 2018. Okay. I, I bought a dump truck with no driver, no work, no real immediate, like, I'm going to do this, this, and this. But I knew, I knew I had to start somewhere, and I knew I could manage at least one dump truck, keeping it rolling, sure. while also, like, raising my family. At least that's what you thought before. At least that's what I thought before. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. It's only a dump truck. Yeah. 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 That's what everybody says. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I found out after one day, I did not want to be in the dump trucking business because my first driver lasted one day. My second one lasted like two or three days. Mm-hmm. My third driver lasted, what, two weeks? Yeah, maybe. The fourth one lasted maybe two months. And then the fifth one is still with me today. Wow. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so, but starting that, that, that trucking company, we'll call it, it's supply company, it it did what it needed to do. It established our name and our goal of being like good customer service. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. The last company I was at, I knew that customer service was how I was going to succeed. You know, if a dump truck doesn't show up, that crew, say you have two dump trucks with your crew, if the broker truck doesn't show up, your crew has lost money for the day. Sure. And that background that I had being a project manager and estimator at that other company, I I knew that. So when I started my company, I knew, like, I had to find an awesome driver. And I knew I wasn't going to make money. But I would get there as long as my trucks would show up. They were honest um, and, you know, worked a whole shift. That's how I was going to establish my business. And so I did that for, what, three years? Bought another truck. Two years. Still yeah. have that we'll driver. Yeah, that's really it was three. Yeah. yeah. How, how much was? How much did you spend on the first truck? One hundred and six. Uh, no. no, I'm sorry. One hundred ninety six thousand dollars. Oh, so, so you bought you bought a nice truck. Yeah, bought, it was, brand new ones. So I yeah, bought it, so, well yeah. because I'm not a mechanic either, and I don't know how to fix anything. Mm. And uh, so I was like, I'm going to buy new. It's a larger payment. Like I said, I knew I wasn't going to be super profitable, but yeah, I had a goal. Like we didn't, I didn't just, have a shop. Yeah, yeah I didn't, didn't have, have a shop. Mechanic. Sure. Seems the yeah. obvious way to go. Yeah. But. Yeah, exactly. And so I bought a brand new one. Well, the first one I bought ended up being a lemon. It had a whole, awful issues. <laughs> like nine months later, I ended up having to trade it in. Um, But bought a brand new one. Now, a brand new six axle dump truck, like the same model that I have is 300000 300, So wow. in four, six yeah. years, something like that, it went up $100,000. Okay. I don't know how you make money with a $300,000 truck. <laughs> That, <laughs> it's, that's the question. It's, this is, yeah. Yeah. Our was, industry has more than It was a sick feeling problems. buying the first truck. I, and even today, I, I can imagine, I got two days ago, I got a text message from the salesman saying, you want to buy another truck next year? Now's the time to order. Uh-huh. And I was, I was, I had that same sinking feeling about that as I did the first truck. I was just like, that's a lot of money. Well, and the, 
And the problem with these trucks is they've added a lot of complexity yes. that you're paying for that doesn't drive any value. No. No. <laughs> On top of that, I've never seen a vehicle have so many problems and it's normal. Yeah. A yes. new truck. There, our local tow guy tows more new trucks than he does old ones. Yeah. Like that's that's his thing. Well, and, and what other products, uh, like heavy equipment, for example, is it oftentimes preferred to run something from the 80s compared to a modern day equivalent? <laughs> like, you know what? This yes. this refrigerator from the 80s is just far superior to today. Yes. It yes. doesn't. It doesn't happen with very much. No. But oh my gosh, our, our industry is like, yeah. <laughs> our old Mack truck <laughs> is the best truck we have. It is. She's not pretty, but man, she doesn't break down. Yeah, <laughs> she will not leave you on the side of the road. Yeah, right? she is ugly as can be. But I grew up. My dad had our awesome. model Max, and they're like they were bulletproof. They still are today. Yeah, yeah. And that's it's like, man, well, should we buy a couple of those and rebuild them? So yeah. when she when she bought the dump truck, what were you doing? I work full-time for a, a smaller heavy civil company okay. in the area. Um, I actually started out with my dad out of college. He had a he was an owner-operator, did residential excavation. And then uh, the, I was with him for three years, him and my brother. And we did any and everything. Well, 08, 09 economy hit. Mm-hmm. Actually worked a year without getting paid just to keep the business going because she had a full-time job. Mm-hmm. We had no kids. So mm-hmm. I was like, I tried to stay with my dad to keep it all going and it just didn't work. Um, so I left, I had an opportunity to go with another company. So I did and actually spent 10 years there, um, started estimating for them and the road work and, and they were into pipe work solely and I got them into road work and eventually asphalt paving and they grew, uh, at a pretty rapid rate. Mm-hmm. It was a good company and, uh, it got to the <clears> point <throat> where she was getting so busy with her trucks that she needed to hire somebody. And that's where I really gave it a lot of thought and uh, like this, this feels like the right time now. Mm. And that, that's when I left in two, 2020 is when I left and to help her start construction. I always so tell people that transition was. in the middle of a pandemic with three kids, he held our insurance. Yeah. We had three, three dump trucks at the time. Uh-huh. I ran Two full time. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I'm sorry. We had four dump trucks. I ran three full time, and uh, he quit his cushy it was a good six job. figure job with insurance. Yeah, yeah. I was to take a leap to start a construction company mm-hmm. <laughs> to to add on to my my trucking company. Yeah, it's it's funny. Yeah, you you left the industry working in the field because you wanted more time mm-hmm. to have a family, and then you went in the opposite direction in a lot of ways but oh, i agree yeah. we went into the, starting a yes. trucking company yeah it was the opposite direction but owning the company and having kids and growing the company while having little kids we still have little kids we still we have four of them has helped our company immensely it's the foundation of our company when, so. uh, we know our people have families whereas mm. other companies that we yeah. might have worked for or are are typical of this industry families kind of like oh we we want you to go home safe on sunday sure and that's it and yeah. so and and those companies you know we need those type of companies our industry does have to work six days a week and we have to work nights and things like that but when i decided to start this this thing i didn't want to work nights because mm-hmm. i have been on nights it is grueling mm-hmm. um and 
just even when the trucking, I would never bid night work. I don't I don't want to fix a blown tire at 2 a.m. I've yeah. done that. I don't want to do it. And so now that we had a family starting starting that construction, we made every employee know like, hey, we are a family company, but we're going to show you our you're a fam. You know, mm-hmm. we're a family company. Mm-hmm. I have kids. I get it. Like kids yeah. get sick. You have to stop working. We get that. And so it's very challenging, but we are extremely flexible because of the family aspect of our company. Yeah. yeah. And like knowing, you know, obviously owning the company, we bring our kids to work. It can be annoying sometimes, but it, you know, it's something that we have to do sometimes. And and uh, we encourage others like we know you have a family. It's OK to, to show them off. It's OK to have lunch with them in the office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's OK to leave at two o'clock to go to, you know. Your kid's t-ball game that starts at 3.30 or you know, go to their appointments or whatever. So Yeah, what that looks like early on, we had a, a pipe labor. And, you know, those are – that's a really skilled trade that's it, – they're hard to find a good pipe labor. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. And uh, he was going through a divorce and he had uh, two new kids, a little baby and a, a young kid. And, you know, I think that's a really common um, – problem in our industry with those guys is they, they go through a lot of family issues like that. Well, his issue was uh, he's actually from out of the country. So his family was in England and uh, he was the only one here. So he didn't he didn't have the option of, that we have of parents and relatives to watch kids. So mm-hmm. uh, this is when we had eight employees and um, we worked with him on in the mornings, dropping the kids off. And when there was a problem with the kids and when he had to leave for certain personal time um but i planned around that and i let him know that i was like don't don't worry about losing your job over this stuff because you know life happens um we we know when people are taking advantage of it and that's when we put a stop to it but you have a legitimate uh, issue here that you need to get through personally yeah you're not going to be any good at work if your personal life's a wreck so get that in order and we'll be here for you and and he's a very dedicated employee employee today uh, we've got a truck driver the same way. He needs off at a certain time every other Friday, and and we make sure we book him accordingly mm-hmm. to, to work around that. And it, <clears throat> some for some for some projects, it's hard, but uh, it's not as hard as one would think. Uh, working around people's schedules, mm-hmm. and whether it's a project superintendent, general superintendent, project manager, or myself, we know that, so uh, it can be managed from a project superintendent level and never get to me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was talking with somebody yesterday. Um, they were at a, a dealer, equipment dealer, and she said, she's like, I think we forget sometimes that the people in the field are just like the people in the office. <laughs> like yeah. we we think that they want to just work all the time and they don't have families and, and they can just they can just do whatever they want. They don't need flexibility. But in the office, we operate under these different rules. And it's like, that's that's not how it works. It's like, uh, and especially there's this divide versus office field. A lot of times, yeah. mm-hmm. the office, the people have a lot more flexibility. Mm-hmm. They're coming whenever they want, Absolutely. going yeah. whenever they want. I have a doctor's appointment, this and that, but you can't do that in the field. No. Yeah. Where do you think the resentment comes from? <laughs> yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> right, well, exactly. The truck driver he was talking about worked for me for a year and a half. It took him a year and a half to tell me that every other Friday he had to be off early. To go get his his kid Mm. and i was like why didn't you tell me this and he goes i just want to do a good job for you and i know you need me and i said i need you to be awesome and this guy's family is his life Mm -hmm. as it should be and i said you know 
anybody I work with because of the service this truck driver has shown. And, you know, he is the face of my company. He was the one that, you know, my my fifth driver that stuck. Um, nobody we work with would ever say, well, don't send that truck if they can't work until, you know, past four o'clock. Mm-hmm. There's not a single customer of ours that would ever say that. And yeah. it's because of that driver that showed up every day and worked hard and did a fantastic job for those customers that my customers would never tell me you get lost. Don't ever send that truck. Mm. So it's like, it's a two way street. You know, I'm always, I'm blown away that it took him so long to tell me that because we are a family company, but it showed me like industry has a little bit of work to do. Sure. Well, yeah. (laughs) And and you can, you can kind of empathize too. It's like, well, he's afraid of losing his job. If he, yes, if he asks for something like that, because a lot of places he would lose his job if he asked for yeah. something. Yeah. Well, and like I looked that. at it as, as, boy, every other Friday you just need off a little early. Like if I lose him, I'm never going to find a driver like that. Like the joke is this this specific gentleman, if he's late to work, he's probably dead because he's never been late to work. Hmm. He shows up at least an hour beforehand, no matter what time the job starts. He's he's just one of those awesome, fantastic guys that you want on your team. And here he is afraid to tell me that he had to leave. Every other Friday, one hour early, typically, I just was, yeah. And and it's, you don't have to give all that much either. It's usually no. just a little bit of wiggle room to yep. give you, to get you a lot of grace. To that point, he's dedicated to the point he'll tell her, she's, he's like, I'm retiring here. There's no way I'm getting another job. Yeah. And then that's, it didn't take much to do that. Yeah. I think every, when you hear flexibility, the kind of the old timers like, oh, we, you know, we can't have yeah. nap time and this and that. Right. And they think it's like a. <laughs> 16 hour work week. It's like, no, no, it's not like that. Yeah. Uh, it's just a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. We've ran into people though, because, you know, you, you attract a lot of people, uh, when you're a young company like us and people talking good, got a good reputation. You attract bad apples too. And, and we get people there like, well, I thought this was a good place to work. You should pay me five more dollars an hour than railing wage, that kind of thing. Or I should get this and I should get that. Or I should be able to be on my phone all day. It's like, no, that doesn't make it a good place to work. Mm-hmm. We still have a job to do. Yeah. So I, there's a, there's a small negative side to that, but you got to manage that and it works itself out. But, um, that's really the only problem that I've seen with it is you get some people that have this different image of a good place to work means they're going to pay, overpay me and I don't have to work. Yeah. No, that's, that's not it. <clears throat> or they can take off every other week or yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, and that's another thing. Like, She's worked for companies in the past, so have I, that if if it's uh, in our market, if it's April through October, you don't take off time. Mm-hmm. Like that's, you just don't, you're not allowed. No, yeah. it's like it a company matter policy. doesn't salary yeah. or yeah. hourly, it doesn't it's matter. Yeah, policy. save your doctor's appointments till January. And then guys yeah. come to us and they're like, I can, I can take a week's vacation off in July. We're like, yeah, schedule it. Here's the policy. Yeah. Make sure we know about it and we plan around it. Yeah. And they're blown away and they're, these guys are taking vacations they've never taken before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing is. Being constant over the board. You can't just extend it to the people that have kids or anything. It right. has to be a constant. And when everybody in the company knows, all right, I'm going to take off, but that's going to leave my crew hanging. But if one of them needs to take off, mm-hmm. I'm going to step it up. Sure. And and you see the guys out in the field when they're, <clears throat> if we can't put somebody else on that crew, let's say it's a pipe crew, they'll step up because they know they get that opportunity too. It's never denied. And like I said, it does have its challenges, but it opens up a whole new level of, you know. We we have a very big advantage, though. Yeah, we're new. We do. We're yeah. new. We've been doing this thing three years, and we started with this uh, mission and with, with these values, and we started with it. When you have a company that's got 300 employees, 
that yeah. shows up to you and says, help us out. Man, they've got a hurdle to, to overcome. Yeah. And it's not because they're not, not able and willing. They want to do it. But, man, they've got to change a lot of their culture. And that's what we're – we're not just trying to build a company. We're trying to build our culture. You know, our, rep- our uh, uh, reputation is great between Kate and I in the industry. But, you know, our company is its own entity and it needs <clears throat> to have a good reputation. But we're not just building that. For our guys, we're building a culture and we're weeding out people that aren't working out and people are questioning things like, why are you getting rid of that person? It's like, well, we got a long-term goal here. Mm -hmm. It's not about getting that job done. Yeah. It's about building our company and keeping our great culture that we've, we've tried and started with and had really good success so far. It'll be, I mean, the next 10, 20 years is going to be really interesting because we're going to start to see who gets it and who doesn't, who can, Mm -hmm. who can adapt. Uh, I've talked about this a lot. It's like. Yeah. Your history and your balance sheet is less and less important going forward with mm-hmm. where we're where we're going into from a labor standpoint. Right. Yep. And uh, you know who who has it really tough is these companies that are multi generational. Yep. The next generation takes over. They want to change stuff, but it doesn't work that way. That is such a hard line to to toe. Yeah, you've got an established. <clears throat> Culture oh man, that was established using old tools, yes. and old ways. Yeah, and your and your top performers are probably the they're, older school individuals. Yep, they're working yeah. for the first generation, and they yeah. do anything for that first generation, but they're not sure about the second generation. Sure, yeah, <laughs> we've got a couple old school guys, but they're bought into us. But you catch them sometimes reverting back. Yeah, it's yeah. like you know. But you're but, right; those those third generation or second even companies. That's that's a tough. Be a tough way to go. It's it's really especially now because mm-hmm. it's just like this is such a big transition in how the business operates that and they see it, but they can only do so much at the same Absolutely. time. Absolutely. Well, Tyler and I have thought about that because we have four kids and we get a lot. Oh, you're just going to give it to your kids? No, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> we and this is a lot to say because it hasn't happened yet. But Tyler and I's intent is to become an employee-owned company. Mm. We're building We're a not company do- that's good yeah. to work for the good culture, but it's for the industry and for our local. Uh, industry, but that's that's been our goal. But, yep. but we've got to get it to that point where it makes sense. Yeah. And, and uh, all of our guys, we announced that we bought a shop in November of last year. So we've almost been there, almost had it a year. One December, we had our first company meeting in the shop, and we didn't have hardly any lighting, no, no heat. lighting, no nice. heat. Everybody was, it was there December, and happy. It was sleeting, and we told everybody that we did other <laughs> things too. But it we was told the everybody best that, day. and we got a a bunch of like, "What's that? What what does that mean?" And and it's like, well, it, it it's a great thing for you guys and for everybody that'll work here, and it's just something that we have to plan for. It, it's not a turnkey. Here it is. We're done. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's. It, but 10, it's a 15, great 20 year plan. It's a great yeah. thing, and especially for young people in the industry to to uh, get with a company like ours that that has a plan like that. It's a whole nother way of looking at building a company, and and it's just we've got so many people wanting to come work for us. We can't. We need more work. That, mm-hmm. That's our problem, and not that we don't have work. We yeah. just have those resources available, which is unbelievable to me. Yeah, our challenge is our balance sheet since we are so new we have mm-hmm. a lot of new equipment that yeah. is our number one challenge it is not people it's well growth is that. hard yeah we've yes. i've talked about this a lot too it's it's you can outpace your cash in this mm-hmm. in this world so fast and that's like construction you can only grow at a certain rate yep and yeah. if you exceed that rate you start to get in a very tricky position especially mm-hmm. if like 
mm, the retainage is getting held a little longer than we've expected or yep. yeah. yeah we haven't been paid on this job in 180 days yeah <laughs> oh we've, we've had a job like yeah. that starting out but our biggest thing is our good relationships with our bonding company mm -hmm. our good relationship with our accountant and our good relationship with our bank yeah they uh those those three are equal i wouldn't say equally as important as our as our people but they're the three the three uh entities that aren't on our payroll mm -hmm. that are the biggest support for us sure and is, they're they're big time cheerleaders for absolutely. us absolutely they get they, us they love us yep they uh, get us in front of people have talk just so their supporters can listen to our story yeah and our vision our values that way they can buy into us not necessarily our balance sheet because we know that's not strong right now because you know you say that though but we've been called a unicorn by those, yeah, those people and and the success we've had has been unbelievable it's just i think you say that because you know we can be stronger and we yeah. can do it better and that's that's what we keep aiming for and keep going but yeah but yeah it's it's unbelievable just the you go from covid 2020 with a skid loader and a uh, and you in the a, ditch a mini hoe and me and me calling you to set up stuff and schedule because i'm doing it to three years later we have five crews and working on a six bridge crew Five crews, six bread crew. Yeah, like that. We're working on that now. And That's it's, crazy. It's, it's unbelievable. We hired yeah. a general superintendent that we knew we couldn't afford. We had eight employees at the time, and he came in. Thought, man, I don't know how we're going to afford him, but Tyler it talked him me out of the field, though. Yeah, mm -hmm. and well, we can't not to. And we're like, he's going to retire. He could just teach our young, inexperienced people just for a year or two. Mm. I think that will catapult us. Well, what we didn't expect and what he didn't expect is for him to just embrace that general superintendent role and embrace these these young people coming into the industry that didn't know the difference between concrete and asphalt. Sure. And he taught them and he let them and, you know, he got, he, he led them and guided them. And yeah, he was a he's foreman been, before this. He's never had this role before. No, he's never. But he had 35 years in it. So yep. it's like uh he he just loved it he came to us the backstory there is he he called kate one day he was using her trucks on a job and was like i'm done where i'm at i want to work for you guys mm. and I, I he's like i like what you got going we had eight people like we're, we were a little nothing how how did he find you i find you guys how did that work? so there is a backstory to that uh-huh <laughs> in 2005 i met him i was a co-op and i co-op with his company he was a pipe foreman. The co-op is kind of like an intern. Intern, yes. yeah. yeah. I, I, we we both went to University of Cincinnati for construction management. So um, there so was that's a, where you all met. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's where it all. Started. I was one of two girls that graduated in <laughs> his class. Yeah. Construction are, is a shitty degree to choose. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> we, to I didn't life. go there to, to meet girls. I can <laughs> tell you. Right we now. we were all like at the cap and gown ceremony, and I'm like with all all my guys and everything like that. And nursing college walks past, and they're all like. Are you kidding me? Why don't we take a nursing what class? What the hell were we doing with all those girls? Yeah. And I was like, why do you think I went construction management? Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the play. No yeah. kidding. Yeah, I should have got a communications degree. You should have. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> my, bo my boys, I'll be like, hey, construction, but take some nursing classes too. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Uh, so I was I was a co-op and they had landed a, a big job that I had helped them bid as site work for a new hospital. It was, it was a really big job. And... Um, he was, he's the pipe foreman, but he also ran the mainline hoe. And back then, he, it was a 245 they ran, and it had a catwalk on it. So I would sit on the catwalk and talk to him and while he's digging and, and watch and learn. And, and I helped out the project managers on the job and did a little bit of everything. 
but I stuck with him and uh, we did that on a few jobs and we got along really well. Well, life went on. Um, I went from that company to my dad, so I didn't take a full time. I, I did two co-ops or internships with him. Um, and he, that company actually went out of business. So the, the kind of circling back to the story about the second, third generation, mm-hmm. they were great people. But that 08, 09 economy mm. hit him, and they've been in business for 50 years. Mm. So he he left like the other ones did, and then I left and trying to get some people at the company I was at um, from that company because we were growing as they went out of business, and he came to work there. And so I, I worked with him for 10 years at that other company before I left there, and he kind of was like coming with me, we'll say, but he stayed for two years after I left. But it was a separate, you know, issue why he was wanting to leave, and and that's why he called. But he had also worked with Kate the past year and a half or two years. Yeah, on two the, years on the trucking booking, side, booking trucks. He would you. book yeah. my trucks every day, and I'd haul and gravel. And because of my my uh, my drivers and their attitudes and and how well they worked with everybody and showed up every day, he would talk to them every single day, called them by name, requested them by name. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Truck drivers. Yeah, so he yeah. would work with both of us. Yeah. Yeah, but and, but when he uh, he decided to leave that company, he called me up and he says, "Hey, are you hiring?" And my eyes got big. Tyler and I shared a desk, and I look at him, and he's staring at me. And I said, "Gary, here, if you're looking, I am hiring." And he goes, "All right, I'm going to come in your office tomorrow." I hung up, and I was like, "You'll never guess who called me," and came in the office. And like I said, I didn't, we didn't know what we had to offer him because we because we cause shared we, a desk and our knees hit. And that's our, that was our company. <laughs> and, and he had just gotten out of the ditch. But, but, and I was dirty and it was a rain in. day. That's why I was in there. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. And, and we were all nervous. And he sat down and I, I was nervous as all get up. And, and he sat down and he goes, I just want to let you know I'm going to work for you. And I was like, oh, you showed your cards. Uh-huh. <laughs> Keep up your negotiations. <laughs> I, I, you, you have no idea what I can't offer you. <laughs> and he goes, it doesn't matter. He goes, I'm done with all of that. He goes, I've worked with you both. He goes, this is where I want to retire. And yeah. and then that was a step. And then we have stories just like that that, yeah. that got us to yeah. those five crews. And he, when he started, we had eight people. And that was last April, April 2022 is when he started. Mm-hmm. Since now we have just under 50 people wow. and five yeah. crews. That's crazy. The most yeah. that growth was in this last year, year and a half. Yeah. So all those people, uh, is it well, word of mouth? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't. Very rarely. I've put out a couple of ads and it's. Just mainly, uh, obviously, we have to get our word out, but um, it's very rare that we even have to do that. It's I've got, and this isn't a lie, this week I've got five people that I'm talking to about hiring, <laughs> three pipe laborers, uh, bridge superintendent, and a um, an, another operator. And they're all good. These, these aren't just warm bodies sure. for hiring. Yeah. There, um, there are companies that, around us so our job market isn't saturated with people companies around us can't find warm bodies yeah and we're getting good people because of word of mouth that's amazing and it's we we work so hard to keep that up there because that's that's what we're all about and once people work for us that have had it rough with companies we've got a a young foreman that works for us he's like you guys i'll I'll never want to work he's he's what in his mid-30s early 30s I'll never work anywhere else. Mm. He's like, you don't understand how, how bad I've had it. And he's great. And I mean, like, he's great. But I look at that as, as 
we've got to do good for him. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I don't look at it as yes. like, oh, yeah, yeah. We've got yeah. a life or hot dog. Let's get no, him some not, crap that, work. We don't look at it that <laughs> yeah, way. We, we, look we have at responsibilities it as is, ourselves. Wow, we've really got to work hard to make sure he stays that, with that attitude. Uh-huh. Yeah. But but the biggest thing is, yeah, we have a lot of applicants and we interview a lot of people. But before they tell us about them, we tell them about our values. Mm-hmm. And if they cannot live up to them, like we hire and fire and make every decision based on our values, mm-hmm. and that is extremely. <clears throat> extremely important yeah and we make that known and it becomes apparent within the first few weeks month or two if they can uphold those values or not and if they can't we've we've let a lot of good qualified people go because it's, of that. it's no different from hiring an operator that says he can operate yeah. and then you get him out there and you're like i don't think he's ever done this before mm-hmm. we've had a few of those well we also have the same issue with people that we share our values with and it's like this is how we want you to operate and Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All agreeable. And then they get out there and they're not. Yeah. And that, you know, then it's like, okay, we, it's our responsibility to try to train you, inform you. Let's, let's try to get you over where we need you to be. And most of them will, um, and just a few people won't. So it's, we have a huge success rate, um, with that. I, I said at one of your, um, peer groups, peer groups and, the company has 47% turnover and I about spit out my water because mm-hmm. I was like, I don't care how successful you are. That's a problem. Like, well, it's, it's just like a expensive, it's yes. like a business problem. It, yeah. it is. It's like, I, I, I kind of under, well, I do understand where they're at though, but at the same time, it's like that, that needs to be the number one problem on your board. Yeah. I, I don't know how you operate a business at 47% turnover. I don't know how you. I mean, I know how they are, but I think they can do it easier and not have turnover. You know, yeah, yeah. That, that it's 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 but like they're you trying can, something different. They are, but and it's not bad, um, and they're very successful. So it's like, how how do you? That would be if I was involved with that company, or if that was my company's problem, I would be like, that's our number one issue that we're going to tackle. Sure. I mean, we've out of out of the fifty, um, we'll have probably five turnover this year, and four of those <clears> will be people fired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like. We just don't, we don't really have that. Yeah. So we, I'm, I'm, I'm glad and I want to, I want to keep that going and prevent any of that from happening. I have, I have learned though, there has to be a degree of turnover because I, oh yeah, like turnover is healthy. I used to view it as I want no turnover, but that's, yep, that's I agree. not a good place to be either. Cause then you're, you're not growing as you should if you have no I turnover. Agree. You're hundred percent right. <clears throat> there has to be a degree and, and some of it voluntary, some of it involuntary. Yeah. We've had a lot of involuntary turnover over the mm-hmm. past year because our business has changed so much mm-hmm. and there has been nothing fun about it. No. It is. It's not fun. The, probably the worst part of business. Yep. <clears throat> Especially people that are great human beings mm-hmm. that just don't apply going forward with the business. Yep. and. I used to be very naive about it. I want everybody to come along with us. I was that person. Yeah, let's just lock arms and <laughs> skip across the field together. And it's just like, that's yes. not how it works. That's exactly how I was too. <laughs> and that's honestly, and you can relate to this, that's that's one of the hardest things for me uh, running a business. Like you you want to get good people that you can lock arms with, but when you got to let them go or-, or I, get, I get angry. I get angry at myself. I get yeah. angry at the employee for not working out and yeah. for me, maybe not supporting that person. I, I think it was yeah. a commitment. Uh, like I'm committing to you. When you sure. come to work for me, I'm committing to you to, to deliver. So I see it as like, did I fail you in some way? Mm-hmm. That I don't care if it's their fault. Like I got to lay you off for two months. It's like, well, this is winter in Cincinnati, but 
I feel like I failed you in some mm. way. I, mm. I take it personal. Yeah. So, but we don't have, we don't really turn over when we do that, but I still feel bad about it. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard. It's really hard. Yeah. The value, the values-based hiring is something a lot of companies don't do. And I, that's another thing I couldn't, I couldn't understand operating our business and hiring without that. And, and I, I don't know how it even works. Be so you just like. Throwing darts on the yeah, wall. Yeah, you just hire hire anybody right. like, warm bodies then you're wondering why you they quit the three machines. machines let's do it it's 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 um i we learned a lot about it a few years ago rich Devinny, he was a guy in the uh, naval special operations top tier and so they would select from the other seal teams <clears throat> and so everybody they're selecting from is a navy seal mm-hmm. it doesn't get a lot better but they had only a 50 percent admission rate and they had to justify it because they couldn't, it, it, the, the problem, it was a big problem because they would say, yeah, sorry, you just didn't make it. And then these people would go back to the normal teams, the normal quote unquote SEAL teams, <laughs> and it would demoralize them because, well, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not so good normal. enough. <laughs> yeah, I'm not good enough to make this, this elite group that I've been training for, whatever it was. But what they recognized was it, it wasn't really about, uh, you know, everybody had the basic skills. But not everybody had these core attributes they're looking for that made this particular individual they needed to fit this very specific role. Yeah. And uh, and so, it, it, you know, some people just didn't apply because they didn't have those core attributes. It wasn't it really really wasn't personal. Yep. Right. But they needed a system to explain that. And that's essentially what. Attributes, values, that's what you're doing is you're just making, you know, OK, cool, you can run a dozer. That's great. That's, That's great. really cool. A lot of people have that skill set. We need somebody that runs a dozer, but not everybody that runs a dozer <laughs> should be running a dozer for you. Where yeah. where it really clicked for us is uh, we were trying to figure out, we, we were at that crossroads. We we're trying to figure out how do we get through to our employees that this is how Kate and I do business. Yeah. Without like, him being in the There's a ditch. missing link there. Yep. You know, when I was out in the field, I could point and guide and do it the way I wanted it done yeah. and everybody, you know, bought in there. I had never had any issues, but how do you hire uh, another leader for a crew that's got to share those values so that your, your uh, quality control is like you need it, like your customer needs it and everything, everything you, that you do, your, uh, the value of the company is translated all the way down to the shovel that the guy has. So we were struggling with that. Because I'd go out and I would say, you know, this is a great customer. We need to deliver for them. And here's what we need to do. And then the next day I'd turn around and half of that was done. And the other half, it's a mess. And it's like, no, this isn't how I do business. Don't do it this way. Mm -hmm. And then so that became me almost micromanaging my guys to, to do this. Now, all of a sudden, a light bulb came on and we've got values and the light bulb came on with them too. Mm -hmm. Like it was just, and we did it at a point. You know, we didn't start with that, but in the big picture, we have started with that because that was a year and a half into it. So we articu- we started articulating them. Yes. Yeah. 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 Now, now we get a, a new hire. Uh, even before that, if I interview somebody, I, I do, Kate and I do all the interviewing still because they're on our team and we want to know every person that we have. So we vet them and, and bring them in. But the first thing we do is talk about our values and say, this is how we do things. You know, if if you don't follow this, you're not going to be uh, successful here just because it's not going to work. You're either going to get frustrated and quit because you're not really part of this group. And not that it's a click or anything. It's just everybody has the same mentality. So we got a good group of solid people or we're going to let you go because you haven't adapted and, and adopted these values. 
Mm-hmm. So, um, it's it's been great. I I think it's it's the number one thing of of why of how we're communicating uh, how Kate and I do business and every guy that we have. So our customers know that if they talk to me or Kate on the front end about getting a job, that's how it's going to be executed and mm-hmm. finished when it's closed out. Yeah. yeah. Project manager through superintendent through pipe labor. And it shows. Um, it absolutely shows. And it, the proof is in, in our success and our work and the customers that know us and have worked with us in this short amount of time. They, they want us back and they, they want us to do their work. And this is at a public level too, mm. where it's publicly bid. Yeah. That it's the same, the same thing there. Yeah. The people that argue that nothing matters but price when it comes to the public arena, it's but like, I disagree. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, and, when I get phone calls for an invite to bid a small job and we just want you to do it, mm-hmm. that's, that's proof right there. Yeah. You know, we can bid a big job, but. You know, the way the laws are, they can they can pick people under certain dollar they can amounts. Get three, three, yeah, three bids We've for had a certain a lot dollar of amount. We get invited to that. Because mm-hmm. of that. And uh, and I the the contract uh delivery is changing uh recently because mm-hmm. and it all goes back to how people are managed and the resources they have and we've got new people. I was just talking to somebody about this the other day. We got new people coming in. So if you don't manage those new people properly, your quality of work's gonna go way down. Mm-hmm. Let's hope not safety. But that will too. But your quality of work is going to go way down and your, your customers aren't going to be happy. And that's where we just work extra hard to make sure we're a new company. We got to keep our reputation and we've got to keep that all that going. And those companies are going to struggle if they don't do something about investing in their people and working with their people, making their people number one. That's where, mm-hmm. that's where it's going to show is in the quality of work. But it's also going to show on their balance sheet when that company is not as profitable or profitable. Yeah. So it, it's all connected. And uh, the project delivery and how, how it's changing too is interesting because the workforce problem is on both sides. It's not mm-hmm. just a contractor thing. It's mm-hmm. an engineering thing. Mm-hmm. It's a yeah. government agency thing. Absolutely. It's a everybody, everybody thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you can figure that out as a contractor, you can be more valuable to them than 100%. just somebody moving dirt, pouring concrete. Yeah. Like a just monkey out there. Low bid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. Just doing what everybody else is doing. Yeah. You can provide a lot more value because Absolutely. you can help them through the process that they're yeah. struggling with that they don't really understand either in a lot yep. of cases. Right. Absolutely. Which in the in this industry, most of our problems stem from our owner and our owner's demands and our owner's needs. Yeah. It's it's it is hard to uh to deliver for an owner that let's say they all want all night work. How do I get a twenty-year-old kid out of high school that doesn't want to work nights to get in our industry and then uh-huh. sign him up to all night work? So if that's uh-huh. an owner requirement, we've got customer service on in mind. We got to deliver. Well, how we how do we do that with we limited don't resources? Yeah, we don't. But <laughs> as an example, <laughs> how right. how do we do that? So you've yeah. got to get the end user, which is the general public, in a, in a highway situation, general public, the owner, the contractor, and engineer all on the same page. Because this is these are the resources we have, and this is the future resources we have. We can't just make and force people. Well, you're gonna you're gonna work nights your whole career. Mm-hmm. They don't want to do that. Yeah. So how do we get the best out of what we have? And it, I think it's going to require some of these owners taking a step back and saying, you get more competitive bids to keep. And we're getting there in the five to ten year period. It's it's going to be really 
really apparent that we need to get there and then maybe change some project delivery and requirements that we have on projects. Mm-hmm. Well, we hear all the time, um, well, that's how the owner's selling it. It's all night paving. Mm-hmm. Well, you keep bidding it, so you're you're part of the problem too. Yeah, correct. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. It's it's not it's not like you have no control over what you bid. Hundred <laughs> percent. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Are you going after quality work or uh, you know, quantity. Yeah. And I, and I get like, there's only so many jobs. I, I, I understand yeah. it, but, but a lot of people are like, well, it's just out of my hands. They're just, that's what they're saying. It's like, yeah, mm, yeah that's yeah. what they're saying, but <laughs> you I keep know doing it, so everything's keep negotiable doing it. <laughs> and yeah, Absolutely. you keep doing it. So and we're managing now. And I think most markets are managing now, but what's going to look like in 10 years when I don't have anybody do it during the day, let alone at night. All my guys are saying, yeah, right, fire me. I don't care. I'll get a job somewhere else. I'm not doing that. Then then the owners are going to say, okay, we've got to do something. We're getting Mm -hmm. one bid, no bids on these jobs. We've got to do something. Or just blowing every – everything's way over engineering. Uh, Everything's running over. Everything's delayed. Like That's where it's all going. And there's DOTs right now not bidding work because they're like – right. We don't have any money. There's, we ran out. Well, well, or they do. They have the money appropriated, but they're not confident in the bids they're getting, and they're not confident it'll get done. So they're just withholding funds right now. That's that is not happening in Ohio. Well, there's no. I know there's not. there's DOTs holding on to billions of dollars right wow. now. I we there was a DOT, yeah, ten billion dollar program. No idea how it's going to get built. It's like wow. You got to change. You got to change the way you build it. Well, even I. I, I you know, I, I don't know if this works, but it's like, okay, say so you you have to do nights. Understood. Understood. There's, there's always that. Yeah. Yes. So you have to do nights. Um, hospitals run 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They figured it out, but they run their typical nursing schedule on a 36-hour yep. schedule. Mm-hmm. So you're working a little less. You're working three days. So yeah, I'll work three nights. Of course I'll work three nights because then I get four days off. The people on nights typically are paid a little bit more mm-hmm. than during the day. Like they've accommodated the whole, yeah, we have to work nights. Yeah, we understand not everybody wants to do it, but we're at least going to make the schedule worthwhile. We're at least going to incentivize people to do it. Right. Hospitals are running just fine as a result. Yeah. yeah. And they didn't change, do all the changes right off the bat. In time, they figured it out. Yeah. And they're going to have to change a little bit in the future because their workforce is going to change is, a little bit course. in the future. Sure. I mean, there is a little happen. caveat to that. I think that the the um, healthcare system isn't public or competitively bid on, sure. on your knee replacement or a heart surgery. Yeah. So they've got more resources to play with. Whereas in a competitive bid situation for an asphalt paver, we'll say if there's two or three dominant pavers in the area, they all got to be on the same page, mm-hmm. which eventually does happen. If, if one company starts offering it, then you get attention of their labor mm-hmm. force. So it eventually does happen, but it seems like in the construction industry, it's just, Everything's tight. It's all driven by the dollar. Everything's tight. So it it restricts us on what we'd like to do. I would like to do more things for my employees. And I've had conversations with them, but I can't afford to. Like, I've, we still have to keep competitive pricing down. And I, I and I, yeah, I, I, underst- I understand the realities. I'm just, that, that, I bring that up more so to just illustrate the point of like, let's think differently. Are there other options here? Like even, yes, even me as a business owner, you know, we were, we were brainstorming something two weeks ago and and we were writing stuff up on the board and we were like, this is a sacred cow. We can't touch it. And then even last night I was like, "Mm, is that a sacred cow? Like, what if we did touch it and what would that look like? And would that make things better? I don't know. And, and you just, you get caught up in just assuming Something is just matter of fact when in reality, it's like, 
maybe there is a little wiggle room. Maybe there is something to play play around with this. Oh, we, um, we tell people all the time we stick to four tens. Sometimes we have to work five tens. Very rarely a Saturday. We don't work Sundays. And I've had other companies like, eh, that's impossible. How do you guys make money? They're happy. They manage they their money. They have a life. Yeah. Yeah. And they're more efficient. And, and when we do have to work that Saturday, they're like, it's only one man. Yeah. That's not bad at all. Yeah. And they're and they're all for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you've got your small percentage of guys that are like, give me 90 hours a week. Give yep. me as much as possible. Okay. We're not for you then. You're you're probably awesome. Probably share our values, but we're up front with them. Sure. Hey, we're we're 40 hours a week and there's occasional jobs that are 50 hours a week. So don't, also don't count on 40 hours a week, like thinking you got a three day weekend because that does come up. Yeah. But um, we're just up front with them, which is one of our values about being honest. Like we share that up front. It's for their planning and ours and we stick with it. And the only time that really hurts us, we'll say, is when you got three or four days of rain for mm-hmm. two or three weeks, that's when it's like, man, we it would have been a nice to have some hours, you know, two months ago of 50 or 60 hours to make up for it. But yeah. um, we're doing a better job. I mean, three years in business and uh, last year and a half having multiple crews, this winter is our best winter on record as far as working through the winter. So that in, in Cincinnati, that's that is a thing. Um, you know, we we fight a little more than Nashville does as far as the weather goes, but you can work through the winter. You've just got to plan accordingly and have the right projects. Mm-hmm. And no, you're not going to guarantee 40. Yeah. But sure. uh, unlike if you we go try for three good days. to Cleveland, you know, it's a no work this period of time, you know, and everybody knows that going into it. Whereas Cincinnati's kind of back and forth. There's some companies that do, some companies that don't. I'm I'm starting to see that shift more and more into we're just going to work the winter mm-hmm. uh, in most markets now, even mm-hmm. in really shitty markets because yeah. the backlog is so significant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people are willing to pay. Owners are willing to pay for winter work, knowing it's not as efficient. Wow. Um, I'm starting to see that slip more and more. So, yeah, which is not good in a lot of ways because that was the deal. Was yeah, we work a lot in the summer months, but then yep. you get the winter off, which yeah. is awesome. Uh, yeah. Well, you, uh, owner or construction company owners can't look at that as is. We have more opportunity to make money. They've got to look at it as we can tap the brakes a little bit in the summertime. Well, they should look at it that way. In theory, yes. yes. Yeah, but they're still on that older operating system. Yes. Absolutely. So, yes. great. We can get more hours in the summer and in the winter. Yeah, yeah this is perfect. fantastic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, more top line yeah. for everybody. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's it's the, the overtime thing's tricky, too, because sometimes people want overtime. Like, say I'm in my 20s. Give me as much as many hours as possible. I want to make a killing, and then I have two kids at home. I don't want as much overtime. Yep. Yeah. So, are you gonna force me to go look for another job because I have to work overtime at your company? So, I'm a great person. I've been delivering, but now that I I have adjusted my my family situation, you're gonna have to let me go because I don't work for your business model. And like I told the group yesterday, that I spoke to, hey, not everybody wants overtime, which is a crazy thought. I know. I know. It's like. It's crazy how everybody doesn't potentially want to work 70 hours a week. Um, And then there's a lot of entire business models in this industry and jobs bid based on an overtime schedule. Absolutely. (laughs) And overtime is great. But then what happens is you start working 60, 70 hours a week. You adjust your, your cost of living to working 60 and 70 hours a week. And now you are indefinitely working 60 to 70 hours a week. 
you're exactly. definitely on an overtime schedule or you're taking uh, a, a pay cut and you're having to readjust your cost of living and sell your house because you can't pay your mortgage anymore. Right. Uh, it causes like there's 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 definitely a downside to overtime that people don't really talk about. No, I agree. I've had those scenarios with people like that. And, and yeah. we've had early on, we had people quit because of it. And I, I go, well, I told you we were 40, you know, 40 hours. I just need to make more money. I need, I need 50 or 60 and I like working here, but I need more money because they've adjusted their income yeah. and their lifestyle to that. And I've had other people are like, you know what? I love this. That's why I came here. You know, that's why, you know, they had the situation where they had two babies and it's like, I can't work for them anymore. Mm -hmm. You guys are accommodating and sure. this is what I want. So we've seen all of that. It, it, it happens a lot. So finding the right people with the right fit. Um, and I think the next generation coming are more of those type of people. Like in all of our, we've, we've got guys that are uh, 20 years old and guys that are 60 years old mm -hmm. and a lot of guys in their late twenties and mid thirties. We got a lot of, and then we got a lot in their forties. Like we have a very diverse age group that work for us. But the the thing I'm most impressed with are our young guys, the guys that are in their twenties that are are liking our model really well and to the point where they're they're giving it their all. There's there's guys that have never been in construction before that work for us that love it. Um and and we work with them and and train and do whatever we need to do with that. But uh it's inter it's interesting because like you said, there's some people that want overtime and there's some people that don't want anything to do with it and they want to have a life. So mm -hmm. it's just all about, about we, we provide an option for them. You know, there's companies to go work for if you want 80 hours a week. And being truthful up front about it. Yeah. yeah. This is what our yeah. company offers. Yeah. It will I've be had four a guy, tens, maybe five, we had sometimes a, Saturdays. We had a guy quit. He loved working for us and he was great. I, he left on good terms. But he's like, he's like I, I just want more hours. And I go, well, I told you that. He's like, I know, I know. I was like, it's, I, it's exactly what I said, wasn't it? He's like, yeah, it is. But you know, my lifestyle and how I've done everything is, is relied on this much money. And I was like, well, I, I completely understand that. He got rained mm -hmm. out the other day and stopped by. Happy to see him. Shook his hand. Glad to see him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm glad he stopped by. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I in in the the generation coming up, it's always looked at as this negative thing. But but at least I've heard, you know, don't work work your wife away. And I saw my I saw my parents get a divorce because my dad was working all the time, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I don't want that. I yeah. don't I don't want to go down that path. I want nothing to do with that. And so now I'm sitting here. I have all these options available to me, and I'm like, I don't I don't have to do that. I don't want to do that. And so I'm not going to do that. And then you're gonna you're gonna blame me and call me a late lazy. Okay, like call me yeah. lazy. Great. That's like right. if that's if that's, that's what right. lazy is, then I'm fine with it. I yeah. call it having priorities. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and I'm I'm wildly off balance right now because I don't have kids. I don't yeah. I don't have this family I need to be worried about right now. But that's why yep. I'm working like absolute mad right now because I know that at some point things are gonna change. Absolutely. So I want to try to cram as much in yeah, as I can. That's right how now. we were. I worked a bazillion hours a week. Tyler worked yep. a bazillion hours a week. When uh, for, for other companies, we didn't have any kids. When I had that first kid, about three and a half seconds later, I was like, I can't work anymore. Uh -huh. I can't work 80 hours a week. I yeah. can't do that. Like, That's, I can't do that. Yeah. Our, our biggest challenge, our biggest challenge isn't the business. Our biggest challenge is trying to be parents to the four kids mm -hmm. and manage a business. Like, and, yeah. Our business is our fifth kid and we treat it as such. It yeah. is that important to us. Well, yeah. and I. I we were talking in the kitchen before this about the women in construction thing. It's 
there's this huge push for women in construction. Awesome. Fantastic. That's great. But then just uh, it's like we need more, more women in construction. But then also we're not adjusting our system no. whatsoever. So fit into how this works. Yep. And if, yeah. it, if you don't, it just it is what it is. It's like when they're oftentimes almost always the caretaker of the family. Right. How does that work? How does that work? Especially with childcare costs, what they are right now, especially in the past few years after post COVID childcare has gone through the roof. So now they're, they're working to pay for the childcare and they're gone 60 to 80. It just doesn't, it doesn't add up a lot of times. Oh. Yeah. One, um, one of our most important employees that's behind the scenes are the people that watch our kids. Uh, we don't, we don't do daycare. We don't do uh, anything like that. So um, the most valuable person we have is at home right now watching our kids while we're here. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the only way we're really able to do this and raise a family. It's really tough. I always, I always kid around with Kate because we have a, a woman-owned business uh, certification. And I always say it should be MBE, but it stands for mo- mom business enterprise. Uh, yeah. Because that's more difficult than the woman that part. Is, that <laughs> is my number one disadvantage is, is I have four little kids. Yeah. And they don't really care if I have a really important meeting with my accountant. They're going to throw up all over me no matter what. And yeah. that just happens. Uh-huh. Like it, it. Yeah. That's more yeah. of a disadvantage. I'm just an outsider looking in, like watching her work and how hard she works. And it's like, that's the biggest disadvantage you have is, is, is trying to manage our four kids and the business as a fifth kid. Yeah. And it's, I try, I mean, I'm, I, I do what I can do, but she's, she's superwoman, So she can, I don't know about that. Well, like I said, look from the outside looking in, but, uh, yeah, she makes it happen. And that's a, I don't, I don't know how, but it happens. I think I'm not going to tackle the women in construction problem right now, but I think it has a lot to do with the company, the, the company that you're working for. Uh, some companies can pull it off and are willing to pull it off. Some some aren't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do think that if you're genuine um, with all of your employees, no matter who they are, um, it, you'll, you'll find a way to work it out. Like I used to work for a company. I worked a bazillion hours a week. I had a kid and I went in to quit and they offered me part time. Mm-hmm. And I never in a million years thought that was possible. And the owner even said, well, we've never offered this to anybody. My boss is like, you own the company, you can do whatever you want. And he's like, I guess I could. Sure. But his immediate thought was, um, how is everybody going to react to that? Yeah. And, um, and you well, know, I never took advantage of it. I worked my butt off. and um, But it took me working my butt off to, to get to that point. Uh, but it starts with the ownership of the company. And that is extremely hard to adjust. And you're 100% right. We want women. We want these people to work in here. But. We're not going to really do anything about it. We're still going to work a 15-hour shift where they have to drop their kid off at 5 a.m. And, you know, one day they'll, the job will be next to their their child care services. But the mm-hmm. next time, and that, you know, three months down the road, it's going to be an hour and a half drive. That's and, it. And that, that is a challenge. We have, as an industry, we have to adapt. And it starts with the owners of the company, in my personal opinion. And it's, it's, it's a bunch of stuff. It's not just women in construction. Yeah. It's like oh, yeah. another fun talking point that I see is like, we need more kids in trade schools. Like yeah. totally just show me the trade schools. Like yeah. just show them to me because they don't exist anymore. Higher education has crushed trade schools. Yep. I, I mean, I agree. Based on there are trade schools out there, but based on demand, it is not even, not even within a, like the same ballpark that, that no. is what's to, to feed what's needed. And then, 
you know, like the the mental health awareness, that kind of stuff mm-hmm. is great. Let's talk about it. And then you see people talk about it for a week. We need They're, to be aware. Yeah. Yep. It's like, but right. how did you adjust your business to, 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 right. to actually make a difference? Well, we didn't. Well, then. <laughs> but we're excited about it. Let's talk <laughs> yeah. about it no, another we're talking week. About it. It's like, good. Like, that's, that's great. It's being talked about. But there's a lot more here. There's some some underlying themes and things yep. that probably need to change. Right. But that's hard. Mm-hmm. It's it's a lot easier to have a week dedicated to it. Let's talk about it. I'm doing my part. I feel good about it. Okay, cool. Yep. Yeah. And, and everybody has good intentions. Absolutely. Everybody has good intentions. But I think there's just a lot more that needs to structurally change to accomplish some of the things being talked about. Yep. And yeah. it's little ticks of the, di- the dial. It's not. You're not going to hit home runs every no. day to, to solve it. That's mm. not going to happen. It's little no. little changes at the time. Yeah. Like my truck driver telling me he needs to leave every other Friday early. Yeah. It started with that. Well, I, ta- I talked to a cat dealer and they said, yeah, we required everybody in the shop at 7. And then we had people leaving because they had to drop their kids off at 730. And then we asked ourselves, does it matter? And we were, the answer was no. So then we said, sure, come in at eight. Stay an hour late. You, you get your work done. We don't care. It's like, that's not crazy. No, that's it's not, not a dramatic change. Yeah. That no. makes a huge difference. No, we had, a, we had a very large out-of-town project. So for us, it was two and a half hours away. And the only way I was considering doing the job is for a customer that just wanted us to do their work. They loved us. And they're like, Indianapolis isn't that far from you. Go go up there. Like, well, it's it's further than you think. For a large, you know, site job, it was a, a big undertaking for a young company like us. So I went to our guys. They're the ones building it. And if it's going to be successful, they got to be happy. And I said, here's here's what's going to happen. You know, who's interested in going? Mm. What does it look like? Does it look like three fourteens and an eight? You know, or does it look like, you know. Three sixteens. Does it look like four twelve? Like what does it does it make sense for you to go up there? Kind of going back to the hospital hours. You know, does yeah. it make sense to cram it all in and work your butt off up there and then come home for a long weekend? Or you'd be working less less than you were off. And I I had almost probably ninety percent like yeah that that would be awesome mm-hmm. and I'm willing to do it. When I told you when I hired here I didn't want to travel. Mm-hmm. I would do it for you and I would do it for that. So. Just changing a little bit of perspective and that then it made it, okay, well, then we can manage that. That's our game plan. That's how we'll attack it. You know, it, it wasn't a, um, we didn't go to them and say, you work for us. You're going up there. Yeah. And what it's I, another job force. You're going up there. And what did I tell you about managing it? I said, don't bid it unless you're willing to go up there and manage it. And he's like, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I, mean, and I, I said, I'm willing we to let, let you manage it. Customer, you know, so yeah, we, we, had to, we had to think about all this stuff. Yeah. And, and you know, you do have to consider take all that in consideration. I think I get feedback from our guys all the time. They're like, we've never been asked if we wanted to do a job before. Because mm-hmm. I'll be bidding, you know, there is a lot of work. I'll be bidding a job and I'll say, do you want to build this? Let's talk about it. I'll go to our general superintendent. Do, do you want to b- bid this job? It's 30 feet deep, you know, and half it's rock. I really don't want to. But it's a job. Mm-hmm. You know, it's another job. And he'll be like, I put the sewer in 20 years ago doing that. Yeah. We could do it. <laughs> or he'll say, no, that's a mess. Avoid that. Yeah. And, and he, But he's like, Tyler, I'll do whatever you want. He goes, but I don't know. And then we'll have that discussion. But it's 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 more it's more discussion than just there's a job, bid it, get it. There's another job, mm-hmm. bid it, get it. You know, yeah. it's taking the whole everything into account when we're looking at work and sort of thing. But that's, the I guess, the fun thing, the advantage of being new. You just, yeah, you Being don't small. have yeah a specific way of doing things. Exactly. So you can just 
what's common sense dictate? Oh. Right. Ask our people if they want to yeah. go there. Like, yeah, that's common sense. They've got to do it. Yeah, I want that, them to be happy. That makes a lot of sense. But yeah. that's just not how the way it yeah. works. And don't confuse that with our employees run our company. No. But because there, there are some people that try that. And it's like, no, you don't you don't dictate and run the company. But at the same time, we, we value your input. Yeah. We do value your input. We do want to talk to you about certain things that other companies you wouldn't even know where you're going next project let alone be asked if you want to do a project of of a certain type sure you know if, especially since we're uh diversifying a little bit i'll go to one of our project superintendents and be like how do you feel about doing this type of work <laughs> they'll kind of laugh and because they know it's coming and uh and well let's look at it and yeah i could probably do that or i get feedback of hey, we, we tried this over here and it was a disaster. I don't really want to. And as one step further, no. So then I'll go to another project superintendent and he'll be like, yeah, sign me up. I did that. That's easy. I, I understand it. Okay, well, if we get it, it'll probably be your job and we'll, we'll talk about it. You know, that sort of thing. We, we fireproofed a covered bridge uh, a couple months ago. We dig dirt, lay pipe. We don't paint bridges. Like yeah. it was, it was we a wood, do now. It was a wood covered bridge that needed fireproofing. And, and it, was, it was for a good customer. And it was for a good customer. So it was like, sure, we'll try it out. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> And did I had it. operators up in the lift with rollers and they were happy about yeah. it. We got a consultant there to make sure they yeah. wouldn't fail. Like but we it was set not, them up to succeed. The one yeah. guy was complaining. He's like, or I'm sorry, the, another crew was making fun of him. And, and it was, and it it was, was making it light. But uh, I told him, I go, I go when, uh, when he makes fun of you that you're uh, – with a paint roller and he's in equipment, tell him that you're, you're more diverse. And by the way, it's 90 degrees outside and you're in a shade. <laughs> it's the on a covered bridge. bridge over and we had a fans river, blowing everywhere. Like, a river. It was a beautiful, you know, <laughs> landscape and, and he's, he's, he's stuck in a piece of equipment. You get to. In the middle of a field with some beaten. <laughs> yeah. You get to take another skill off and, but and there he was, he was like, after he looked at it like that, he's like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Like, and he was fine with it. Of him. it. It is interesting too. I, I think oftentimes, People, they get caught up in like a foreman's a foreman. They can do anything. And some people want to do anything. And some people just want to move dirt. Some people just want to lay pipe. Uh, it's the same thing with operators a lot of times too. It's like some are happy. People are like, I'd never want to just load trucks for a living because that's mind numbing. But I've met guys that love it. They just want to be in a hoe, just production loading, just slamming it out. That is what gets them going. And other people are like, just get me as far away from that as possible because that is just the most mind-numbing thing in the world. And if you're trying to, like, you're viewing everybody as a human, not as whatever their position is, first and foremost. Well, it's... it's Don't uh, treat them like a rented... Don't treat them like a rented piece of equipment. You sure. Know, they're a human. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I think I think people are treated like equipment a lot of times. An, an excavator is the same thing as an excavator operator. They go together... That's just how it works. It's like, mm, it's a lot more complicated than that. And you're better off us, like understanding the complication and working with that complication because then you can be a lot more efficient mm -hmm. and yep. you can do a lot cooler stuff. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Huh. Yeah. No, it's uh, the, uh, I lost my train of thought, but the, oh, I had a, a 21 year old come to me, word of mouth, and he wanted a, a job. He'd only been doing it for a couple of years for another company. And, uh, he looked at me, he's like, Tyler, I just want to run a dozer. And I was like, like, that's the best thing ever. Yeah, you're going to run a dozer. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make sure you run a dozer. Mm -hmm. and, and to this day, he's come along. He, he had very little experience on a dozer. He was not mm -hmm. the greatest operator. 
but he was willing and that's what he wanted to do. So we set him up to succeed and that's, he's doing a great job. Yep. And he's, he's a, he's bought into our values and he's a great guy. He's got a great young family and, uh, but of, of companies who, who has somebody come to him and be like, I want to do that. And that's what you need. Like we needed a dozer operator and that's, I didn't coax him into saying that. Mm. He just came right out and I want to, I want to run a dozer. It's like, you will have plenty of seat time in a dozer. We'll make sure of it. And there's others that will run anything we tell them to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll run that. I love running that. What about mm-hmm. that? Yep, I'll run that too. Run this? Yep. It's uh, it's important to have all sorts of humans. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah with a all bit sorts everything. of skills. Yeah, and it's right. okay if somebody isn't fantastic at running a hoe. But if they can run a hoe for a short amount of time because that's the position you need them in and they have a good attitude mm-hmm. and we're willing to help them in that position for that short amount of time, hot dog. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's amazing what you can do in this world as a young person with just a good attitude mm-hmm. and showing up on time. Yep. yep. Absolutely. <laughs> That's half the battle. That's half the battle. We were, we were just friend. talking about this. Is we've got people like that at our company. We've, like I said, we've got all kinds. And we were just having this conversation yesterday, and it had nothing to do with coming here. But uh, we've got guys that lack some skill and we want to use build with training to, mm-hmm. to improve that skill and make our own videos for that. And yeah. we were just talking about it. It's like, well, these guys, he shows up a half hour early every morning. He's never late, never, not even calls in sick. And he's 24 years old and he's got this great work ethic. His skill level needs to be higher, mm-hmm. but what can we tailor for him to make it better? Like that it's, you know, he's worked around people are like, get him out of here. He, he's not he's not doing what I wanted. It's like, hold on, though. He, he's got a great attitude. He shows up and he will try and do. He won't complain. You go tell him, go move that dirt pile. And he's not going to tell you, well, that's dumb. I don't want to do that. Mm. He's got a great attitude. So those people are hard to come by. So how do you how do you shape and mold them and to make them a better person and a better employee and have better skills just to improve their capability? And that's. That's what we were just talking about yesterday. We've got a uh, a series of things that we want to tailor and customize for the each individual that mm-hmm. we have. That kind of fits and put, that. put them with teachers. Yeah, yeah. Not only training, but somebody who's willing to work with them and and make them better. And sure, yeah. not every leader is is fit for that in this industry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll just no. put it that way. I will say though that, that there are there are a lot of companies out there that are maybe hesitant about sticking a guy that's been in the business 30 years as uh we'll call him a foreman or a project superintendent um and he does an awesome job and that's your that's your man they're so afraid to take that guy out of that role mm-hmm. and they need to yeah they will it'll pay tenfold if they do because he's probably trained somebody or even multiple people that are making him and that whole crew successful because he's not he, he's he's been around he knows how this works mm. if he's willing and able don't be afraid to pull him out and and put him over multiple crews like our general superintendent. Those type of guys love to teach people. They've they've done this their whole life. I mean, it's, it's kind of like giving back. That's my experience with the guys that are 30 to 35 years experience. They want to give back because yeah. this has been well, their that's life. That's how me and you learned. Yeah. That's Someone exactly, giving back to us. That's somebody exactly showing us. Us sure. asking questions. Somebody showing us. Somebody yeah. I mean, it, I I do a lot of estimating, and that's how I learned estimating was I had a guy that had been in it for 35 years, and I was willing, and I wanted to, and I pushed him a little bit, and he's like, this is a crazy world, but I'll show you how it works, and he did, and it 
it changed my life forever because of that. Mm. But um, if if he was if any of those guys ha- have that opportunity, they're probably going to take it, and you're not going to lose anything for that either. Like as a company, yeah, it's just so valuable. Long term yeah. gain. The um, and some of the I'm thinking through some of the best companies I know in the industry. They've all done that. That's that, been a, absolutely a, one of the common themes is they've taken a top performer out of the field and said, and not dictated to, but are you interested in teaching mm-hmm. as your role now full time? Yeah. And they typically are. And now, yes, when, when our general superintendent came to us, one of the things when he sat down with us to, to come work for us was I want to teach your guys. That was one of the things I remember him saying, I want to, I want to teach your guys. I want to help your business grow and be successful. Mm. And it was like, yeah, absolutely. That's what we need. Yeah, and who doesn't who doesn't want to teach? Who doesn't want to get back? I know. No. Especially when people are at their at the end of their career, we we one of the drivers for build a training is there's all this knowledge in the industry mm-hmm. that's up in people's heads, and then when they retire and they leave the job site, you're just like deleting all of that knowledge. It never it doesn't stay. It never comes back. That's really inefficient. Absolutely. <laughs> and there, I see a lot of small companies learn the same mistakes over and over and over and over. Again, it's really inefficient and stupid as an industry because we're not competing amongst ourselves. We're competing amongst everybody else. Right. And if we're sitting here spinning our wheels, relearning the same lessons that yeah. have already been figured out by 100 other people, let's share that information so we can all move forward faster. Right. Um uh, yeah, it's 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 just it's alarming these older folks leaving for the last time, and then all oh, the forty yeah. plus years of lessons are just gone. Yep. Yeah, in the next five years, now's your time. Yes, because we're going to lose most of those people. Oh, totally. So if you're not doing it now, and you're going to wait three or four years, you're going to you're going to regret it. Yeah, it's going to be too and late. It's going to have a big impact. Uh huh. So yeah, yeah, and I just I love the fact that we're, our timing with our business, and we're young, and we're doing this from the beginning because I feel bad for other large companies that have to make, but it's, it's just a, such an awesome feeling to have all this come together and have it play out like it's playing out and to have the success that we've had. And, you know, we're not, we're, we're just getting started. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're definitely not even close to seeing the end. We're um, literally just getting started. We're literally yeah. just yeah. getting started. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of people would say yeah. 50 employees, I'm, you you made it. No, yeah. we're no, we didn't. We're just getting started. Yeah, like we yeah. really we yeah. really want to get out there more. We've had sidebar conversations about going multi like a larger region, and it's like whoa whoa whoa. They call me Turbo because I'm I'm all Tyler. about <laughs> whatever. I'm, I'm I'm open. I'm game. We'll come up with a plan. Yeah, but uh, it yeah it's been uh it's been crazy, and I don't know. I I think that the the young people that are with us they uh. They feel that excitement. Um, we we just hired an estimator who's um, been in the industry twenty five years, and he's just as excited as he's the been twenty one year old. Yeah, he's been it longer. Mm. He start. He was a carpenter for in the nineties, twenty yeah. years. He's probably been in thirty years. <laughs> wow. But um, he he came on board for the same reason. He's like, I'm so excited what you guys are doing. I want to be a part of it. I want to help you grow and diversify. And I I totally. But his excitement is just like the 21-year-old uh-huh. that knows that we're growing a business for them and their future. And and it's it's a great feeling. Um, I've never worked. I've worked for uh, one. I've never counted this. One, two, three, four, five, six companies, if you count my dad. 
uh, I've never had some so many people come up to me and be like, I just really like working here. Hmm. Like that's when you put all this stuff together, that's the result. And and I I tell them like that's that's why we started this. That's why we're doing this. Yeah. And we just we want a good place to work for because we know how the industry can be. Every time I hear that, I'm relieved because I'm always I'm our yeah. biggest critic. I'm like, oh, thank God. I thought, I, thought I agree. Sucked. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> well, we we stress out, but yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then you got people that are like, I was in on anxiety medication and I haven't taken any while because mm-hmm. I'm I'm actually this is great. I Go like figure. working here. Nobody's, you know, breathing down my neck and really on top of me. I was like, Well, your performance is great. You're happy and you're you're working on a good crew and everybody thing I hear, everybody likes you. I I don't know why you had those experiences in the past. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's odd, but that's that's what we're up against because those companies got to figure it out too. Sure, because we're, we're our our industry needs to figure it out. Yeah, you're only as good as a greater market. Yes. Oh no, we agree. Yeah. And yeah. we and we know that we know that we're 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 hiring people, and if let's say they want more hours, we can't offer that to them. But hopefully, they go to another company and be like, hey, "People were kind of doing this. Maybe this is a good suggestion." Mm-hmm. We have to help our entire industry, our entire region out. Well, that's yes. why we're not afraid. We can't build everything. We don't want to build everything. Or Kate and I aren't afraid to uh, partner with Bill Witt, Dirt World, all that stuff because, you know, I don't see other companies as competition. We we do what we do. Yeah. And uh, we'll get the work. We'll get the people. We do what we do. And I, we just need a better industry mm-hmm. for all of us. And it yeah. would help us all out. So uh, some companies look at this kind of stuff as competition and, or they and look at sharing us as- secrets, if you will. And- they look at us as is competition, and we're like, well, why don't we become partners? Mm. We could help you build stuff. Build stuff. You could help us build stuff. But they're like, well, then I couldn't build everything. And we're like, all right, fine. If you mm. want to build everything, go for it. Mm-hmm. There are companies that embrace partnerships, and there are companies that don't even uh, remotely consider it. Like your competition, no way. Yeah. Like, and on our, you know, since she started out as supply, and now we have construction crews. There are companies that still partner with us and there are other companies that are like oh we're not dealing with you anymore you're competition mm. like but that's not really how we see it like yeah. we're, we don't for the see most it that part, way. we keep our partners from supply and yeah into our construction and and that's those are good they've helped us out we've helped them out it's two-way street but yeah. I really that's our industry not yeah. to look at it and that i way. really don't <laughs> think there's secrets necessarily in this industry it's pretty straightforward what we do it's really so it's like there aren't really any secrets no and i see more of it than really most folks yes you do very rarely do i see something that's like now that's clever i have not seen that like like once every six months yeah i I mean it's (laughs) it is really rare oh yeah it's but yeah there's 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 nothing secret about it no no, Um, there's not it's just it's it's putting all this stuff together to make uh make it all work. That's yeah. that's what it is. There's there, I don't think there's secrets, but maybe maybe we're doing something that's a secret to somebody else. I don't know. How how do people find you? All? You you share on social media quite a bit, don't you? You're on LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn. Yeah. I yeah. I need to do Facebook, but I honestly just that's okay. I can do a few things very well yeah. and I just can't be on all social media, but I do like LinkedIn. Yeah, we got a page on LinkedIn, bit, Katie but... Holden, uh, construction page on LinkedIn, and mm-hmm. we also have a page on Facebook. I've got a Facebook account for that reason. Um, so I, I post, I typically post kind of similar media on both sure. sites yeah. when, I, when I have time. This summer has been busy. I actually had a really long dry spell. But um, but yeah, the the people that are out there that want to get more information, we've we've got that. Um, you guys build our website too, mm-hmm. katholden.com. It's okay. 
Walker. <laughs> it's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's great. It's great. But but yeah, that's that's what we try to do. Um, the, the my next frontier is trying to get our name out for customers. Um, I think we have excelled in getting our name out for employees and uh, on the people resources. We have so many resources, but uh, to to get our name out to customers is my next my next mission because I know we've got this. You know, when you go to a customer and you've been in business a year and you're trying to get a five million dollar site job, they're they're kind of like, and then you hmm. change your name in the middle of it, and they're like, but we your have KT no idea supply. You, are. you know that that doesn't sound right. Yeah, and you get questioned, and uh, then you perform, and they're like, wow, you guys are great. I don't care what you're called. You guys are great. You know, they gave us an opportunity. We performed, and but now we've rebranded and we've we've got that set up now. Not only that, we have a, a resume with a lot of references that are great. And now is the time to say, okay, hey, we've got structure and our resources in place to tackle new customers, and and that's where we're at right now. The women-owned thing definitely helps too, because it no does one, help. Yeah, it helps I, a little well, bit. It's a feather in our hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and there's it's definitely an open. It's a uh, game to play. At, no, I I would agree with that. Yeah. I think it's a um, it's an opportunity that obviously most don't have. Sure. And mm-hmm. it it definitely helps start the conversation. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I would say. But it's ours to lose. Kate and I have been on the other side of that. So we worked for GCs that needed it. Uh And there are certain things you want to sub out and or supply to meet those goals. And when we started our business, we both told each other, that's not our model. We're not hanging our hat on it. We're not doing that. Mm -hmm. We'll provide it. Mm -hmm. That's not our model. That's one of the reasons we've been successful. Um, We've talked to a lot of people that, it's a it's kind of a misconception that's a golden ticket. Yeah, you still have to perform. Yeah. You still have to run a, a business. There's yeah. nothing easy about running a business. I don't care if it's minority owned or not. And you still have to perform on your contracts and you still have to bid them and be competitive. Well, yeah. it's a double-edged sword too because you're getting opportunities you probably have no business having yeah. if you were just- At some, yes. In, those in some come, cases. Those, those come across. And so you can get ahead of your, get out of, in front of your skis. Yes, every absolutely. Every once in a while as well. Well, that goes back to our values. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. We have to lead, we we have to lead with them. So having having that, those partners we're talking about, they gave us an opportunity and said, wow, you're not just meeting our goal. You're adding value and you're great to deal with. That's awesome. And and so if there are companies, minority companies out there that uh, they they need to know that, like, like just it's it's more than just providing that goal if if you want to be successful long term. Yeah, because you, you have to. It's like any other business, but it it has provided some additional opportunities. But I wouldn't. Up until recently, it's a very small percentage of our business, sure. and not that we turn it down either. It's not something that people call and we turn down. Um, it's just don't expect it to be this golden ticket of rework. We'll, we'll say coming in the door. I just yeah, and I know I know where you guys are going with the public works, the DOT. Mm-hmm. I just know a lot of contractors are struggling to mm-hmm. fill those goals. Absolutely, there's these. What's funny is they'll they'll struggle to go. Okay, we have a solution. This will work. Well, no, we don't. We don't want. We don't want to sub that out. Uh-huh. Yeah, we we do it's that like, ourselves. Well, yeah, I all get, right, do it yourself. I then. get that. Yeah, how, how do you think this works? Yeah, yeah. So what, what do you want? <laughs> exactly. That, what's the purpose of the goal? You know, it's it's to to try to get that participation on the job. So yeah. you do, there is an uphill battle there in in our world anyway. There's an uphill battle in some instances, but when people started getting word that we're actually really good to deal with and we do good work. Then you get people like uh, the Brent Spence Bridge that's got 
8% goal on 3 billion with a B. Mm-hmm. And you get people coming to us saying, we want you on our team. You're in the driver's seat. Mm. That that would be a feather in our hat that that would help. Is that the one across the river? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So That bridge is the easiest part of that. The seven miles of roadway to the south and the mile and a half of roads and bridges to the north. That's yeah. the hard part of that job. Yeah. 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 The bridge over the Ohio is piece of cake yeah, compared, the part. compared to the roadway. Yeah, it's amazing how expensive road construction's getting, which mm-hmm. is a whole nother can of worms. Well, oh, that yeah. whole project talking about people, people uh, and resources—that's oh, it's going to be fun to watch. We we want to be a part of it. I think a lot of contractors in the area do. I mean, for us growing up in that area, that's a once in a lifetime project. So we obviously want to be a part yeah. of it. Yeah, and we have the right resources, and and we we can provide that. So that's that's a great opportunity for us. Um, and but yeah, the resources that's going to absorb in our area is is going to be pretty pretty impactful for everybody. I think. Who else bid that one? Nobody. Nobody. There, uh, wow. Kiwit one, one package. Kiwit was going to bid it. They, they came to a... all the pre-con meetings and everything like wow. that. But they did not yeah. submit a bid. See, that's scary stuff too. That is scary. Awarding multi-billion-dollar projects with one bidder. It's like, oh yeah. <laughs> and it's it is a. I mean, there aren't. You know, I, I hear and see mega projects uh, elsewhere in other areas, but there aren't very many around our area. Yeah. And and that one in particular, knowing the details of the approaches to that bridge and the amount of work it's going to take, it's there are very few people that were able to do it to begin with. Sure. Yeah. Because yeah. resources. I mean, you take a, a, is it a Kiwit and a Skanska or Trailer Brothers, those type of people to have local resources. Yeah. That's what you need for that job. Yeah. Yeah. That's difficult. Yeah. So I, I would say that between uh, the volume work that's out there already and local resources competing mm-hmm. against Kokosing and Walsh as a joint venture. Which that, have resources already that's in the a, area. That's a, that's that a tough sense. Yeah, that's a tough yeah, they were deal. Already, yeah, they, yeah, they have positioned themselves for that job. They positioned themselves seven years ago yeah. for this job. Yeah, and they're very selling. strong in that, in that arena. So it, it made sense. That's interesting. Yeah, that whole market's interesting. I um, Talking about big construction work, like – all of Indianapolis, all the highways have been under construction for mm-hmm. yeah. indefinitely. Mm-hmm. Like there's that one interchange yep. right outside downtown. It's like, what's happening? I think here? every time I've been up there, you right. like the ramp this way. We're going to move it, looks it in seven years. Very similar to when I was past it the last time, yes. which was two years ago. It's like, what? What's it's, going on here, guys? Cincinnati's no different. Fifteen <laughs> years ago, I built a ramp on a seventy-four where it dumps into seventy-five. And what two years ago they have realigned the brand new ramp and bridge that mm. I was a part of. And they're currently <laughs> have another project ago. going on right now. There's we like two it here, but now we're going to put it up there. Peak yeah. capital yes. efficiency. Absolutely, yeah. that's the best part about a, uh, construction, though. What other career can you build something and the then fifteen years, twenty mm, years later, like let's do it again? <laughs> well, um, <laughs> job well, security. I'm, I'm super excited for y'all, and I'm glad you were able to stop by. Yeah, I would think it's yeah, great. Thanks for having us. Yeah. We, we like telling our story and we love the dirt world. And Absolutely. That's... So, so you guys are coming next next month to the summit? Yes, Absolutely. we are. We're taking a female project manager down with us nice. and a brand new shop foreman. He actually was an operator for us and he was what employee. He was our first operator in the field. Employee so number two. Employee number two, <laughs> um, non-truck driver employee number two. And we just promoted him to shop foreman and we can think of no better way to set him up for success because leadership is going to be his issue. Yeah. That's going yeah, to, that's a challenge for any, yeah. any new, new He's 27. Person. Okay. 
never been in a role like this. What a perfect place to put him is to immerse him with all the leaders and non-leaders in the dirt world in one place just to see. He's got the passion. He loves dirt as much as me. And I think it's a perfect opportunity. We're excited to take him. Awesome. I'd love to take more. I mean, well, there'll be next year. Yeah, absolutely. You need to make it in like... November. October is a really push for Ohio. <laughs> I know. But then, but we, we've, we've talked about this. It's like, I think we could pick any month and contractors going to be like, yeah, this 100%. Is just isn't, the, isn't the month. Yeah, uh, January, February, March are busy bidding. Yeah. Got, November. Tra- got other training going on, other things yeah. going on. Too. Yeah. So, yeah. but next, next year, I think it is in November. Yeah. Yeah. We'll take way more people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe if the budget, but then you can't get it too late November because there's Thanksgiving and the holidays and then nothing happens in between Thanksgiving and New Year's. No. It's just yeah. like everybody just takes a month off. Unless it's 50 degrees in Cincinnati and then you're paving miles of interstate. Uh, yeah. You're getting a lot done. <laughs> so yeah. you can switch traffic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, yeah. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks yeah. for having us. Great we appreciate it.